This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for May 20th, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 17, verses 6 through 19. The message is by Mother Nancy Stanton. Okay, this is a test. If I ask just any one of you, can you explain to me what the Gospel is talking about? All right, he did it this morning early, and it was very early for him. Got that? Sounds good to me. There you go. (laughs) This text is really not an easy, it's not an easy text other than Father Ron's interpretation. (laughs) It doesn't have any clear narrative, doesn't have any clear creatures that it's talking about, any characters that it's talking about. And it has several different themes. So it's, it's interesting to go through it and try to pull out what are the important things that we're listening to. First off, the season of Easter is coming to a close. And as we listen to the gospel for this week, it's we're listening to Jesus as he prays to his Father. And we're listening about some of his ministry as he prays and some of his legacy as he prays. And... It's, it's interesting to hear what was important to him. He didn't lose anyone other than the one who was expected to be lost. And bless his heart, if he'd have just listened to what Jesus was telling him while he was with him, he wouldn't have been lost either. Jesus turned away from the disciples, and he prayed to God on their behalf. And he's, as he's praying to them on their behalf, he's also praying on our behalf because we too are his disciples. He speaks to us in this process. He speaks to us over 2,000 years later. It um, is interesting what he is telling us. He's telling us that he made God's name known. He's also telling us that we are to make God's name known. One of the things that I was hoping yesterday and all of the success of the um, rummage sale. And it was fun to be here and fun to see all of the people coming and the rummage just going out so fast. It was unbelievable. Treasures. It was treasures. And I took home some of those treasures 
I swore I wasn't going to this year, but I did it again. <laughs> but it was interesting because one of the things I had prayed for early that morning, very early that morning, was that someone heard the love of the Christians through the treasure veil. And I heard one of our parishioners invite someone to come to church this morning. And I hope they come. They were from out of town. And invite them to come and join us. And that made me really excited as I heard that because that's what we're here for, is to invite them to come and be with us. And this text is a a really poignant moment between God and Jesus. It, as we listen to it, it's almost so intimate that you want to not listen. It's, it's a very intimate moment between Jesus and God. But it's also an intimate moment between God and us. It also tells us how important prayer is to Jesus. And I think it's kind of fun to look back on our lives as we're younger and um, we have a hard time praying. Not that prayer is difficult for us, but that we're busy. If we're really young, we're in school and we're playing and we're doing all those wonderful things that God expects us to do. And as we get older, we're having children, and we're busy with our children, we're busy with our homes, with our families, with all that we're doing, picking the kids up from school, taking them to practice, doing all of those things. And sometimes it we just forget to pray. And as we get older, we realize that we can pray through all of those things that we're doing. It doesn't make any difference how busy we are and what we're doing and what's on our minds, but we can pray as we take somebody somewhere. We can pray as we're making breakfast in the morning. We can pray throughout the entire day. And we don't have to do formal prayer. Jesus isn't doing formal prayer here. He's talking to his Father. And we're talking to our Father. And we can do this very informally. We can do it in much love. We can do it in anger. We can do it in fear. We can do it in haste. Have you ever had that wonderful prayer, help? One of my favorites. I'm in the middle of something and I don't know how to get out of it and my favorite prayer is help. I had an incident like that this morning. I didn't think I was going to make it here. I have a very, what would I call her? Spoiled, rotten dog. 
She does not know that she's a dog. She has no idea of that. And this morning she decided that she was going outside and play, and she wasn't coming back in the house. And I ended up chasing her all over our apartment complex before I got her back into the house, and I was ready to just absolutely strangle her. And she was having the best time. Her tail was just a wagon, and she was just having a wonderful time dancing around. And I'm praying, God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please help me. Because I didn't think I was going to get her back in. But we eventually did, and she was very unhappy as I was leaving. But it was her reality for the day. <laughs> And God did help me. God did help me. As we look at this, we can explore the implications of Jesus' relationship with God and what that relationship means for us, Jesus' disciples, today. And as we listen to our own prayers we also can explore the implication of our relationship with God and what that relationship means for us today. So as we pray and as we listen to Jesus pray, we can address the affirmation that Jesus is praying as demonstrated in his petition. And what's he asking for? He's asking for God to protect him. One of my favorite days in the week is Wednesday. And Wednesday at noon, we have a Eucharist. But before we have our Eucharist, we take the time to go around and listen to the prayer concerns that everyone there has. And we have many. Amazing how many prayer concerns we have. And then we pray for them during the Eucharist, but we also try to remember to pray for them during the week. We also have Thanksgivings, and it's fun to listen to something that we've been praying for for many weeks to have a wonderful outcome and be able to thank God for the outcome that it's had, no matter what it is. Even if we have prayed for someone who's been ill, and they have passed on. We can pray for thanksgiving for that because they have gone to be with our Father and theirs, and they have gone to live in joy. And even though maybe we didn't want them to go, but at the same time, for them, they are in a wonderful place and living in joy. And it's kind of hard to say, you know, bring him back, bring him back, 
I think as Jesus was crying for Lazarus, one of the things that that he was sad about was that he was bringing him back and not letting him go on to joy. But he had reason to do that. This prayer that Jesus prays is sometimes called the high priestly prayer. It's one of many prayers that Jesus prays during the Gospels, which shows us how important prayer is to Jesus. Each prayer that we see him pray bears testimony to the belief that Jesus has in the power of prayer and the need for prayer as a way of maintaining our relationship with God and a means of finding peace and strength in our Christian journey. The more we pray, the more we feel closer to God. The more we pray, the more our Christian journey takes on depth and meaning. The more we pray, the more we are at peace with God. And what a blessing all of that is. One realization is that Jesus' disciples, both those who walked on earth with him in those days and those who walk spiritually today, belong by Jesus by virtue of their relationship also to God. That sense of belonging, of having a specific identity, pervades the Christian experience. And that sense, I think, is most clearly shown during baptism as the the person being baptized 